0: Hey, Toronto, welcome to How's the Market podcast. We're back after an extended summer vacation.
1: A little hiatus.
0: Yeah, it was a little too nice to come back. Yeah. Felt like I was in my undergrad, just wasn't ready to quite go back. (laughs) Early October is just as good as September, right?
1: So Dave, how's the market?
0: I'm glad you asked that question. (laughs) So this summer, other than taking a vacation, what did we see?
1: I think we definitely saw a little bit of uncertainty in the market. We saw an interest rate increase. We saw two. We saw prices declining. We've seen a little bit of a switch back and forth between being a balanced market and in between a buyer and balanced market.
0: Yeah. Let's go back to the spring. So we saw consumer confidence start to return. Mm -hmm. And we saw prices start to increase again. And that led the Bank of Canada to raise interest rates twice throughout the summer, which really the second interest rate increase really just put a halt on everything.
1: We also saw some incredible inflation, which everyone's yes. been feeling. Yes. Especially at the grocery store.
0: Yeah. It really felt to me and there's no metric to really measure it. But volume of transactions went down, but it's really it felt like every a lot of buyers were just exhausted and said, "You know what? It's nice out. It's the first summer I can travel without any restrictions." Yep. I'm going to Portugal.
1: And yeah, it was like a break out of jail. Everyone's enjoying their freedom. Nobody wants to be bogged down by market news and home prices and be bothered with selling their house. They just wanted to enjoy their summer.
0: Yeah. And I think that like a lot of people went into about Mm mid-September.
1: And people had money. A lot of people saved during COVID when we were inside. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I think people wanted a chance to spend it. (laughs)
0: Absolutely. There's some interesting numbers we have here.
1: Number of transactions, which has been what everyone's been talking about and the number everyone's looking at. Number of transactions are at 4,642, which is just over a 7% decrease from From, this time last year. From September.
0: From September of last year. And
1: the most interesting thing about that is I'm sure as you've been a realtor for 10 years. August is a very slow month.
0: (laughs) It's the
1: second slowest month in our cycle. Kind of the reason why we took a little bit of a hiatus and enjoyed some time. And then we were all ready to come back for the September-October market, which markedly is usually a pretty swing up in transactions. We see more activity and then everyone takes some time off towards the end of the year for Christmas, for New Year's, and that's when things tend to slow down. Nobody wants to move in the winter. No one wants to move at Christmas. What's interesting this year is that year over year, we've actually seen a huge decrease in transactions and actually September was lower than August of this year, which is extremely unusual and just shows there's a decrease in activity. People are a little less willing to move to sign deals right now to close transactions
0: buyers are a little bit more cautious. Yeah, We're seeing more and more listings come to the market. So Absolutely. A lot of the listings that are coming to the market, it's I find a lot of buyers are looking for the perfect the perfect home and it's never quite there. So it's
1: the, They get the chance to be a little bit more picky, yeah. significantly more picky than when we were in the middle of COVID. You had 25 minutes yeah. in a house, you had 30 other I, people, you had three hours to decide if this was the house you were going to buy and live in for the next five to 10 years and you had to make that offer. You had to compete with 30 people. You were crossing your fingers and your pinky toes. We were going tens of thousands of dollars over the list price. Yeah. Compared to now, we've been telling our our clients, like, just wait, the listings are coming. The listings are coming. I feel like we've been saying that for years. There's going to be some better stuff coming to the market. And it looks like there is because new listings are actually up pretty significantly. So we are at 16,258 new listings for September, which is 44% up from year over year. So So the listings are here. (laughs) So
0: those buyers that have been patient now have the opportunity to, as we're in a buyer's or balanced market, depending on what segment you're looking at. If you're, if you're looking for a condo downtown, pretty close to a buyer's market. These numbers are for Toronto in general. But if you look more specifically, we're still seeing some offer dates on homes in Bloor West. So it, you really have to focus on your neighborhood as a niche and, and your product. But
1: Yeah. And homes are selling. So days on market is actually down 14% year over year. So total days on market, which is the time that it takes from a property come onto MLS to be sold is and 30 days. Why do you think that is? In terms of them decreasing, I'm hoping it's because people are have finally caught on to what's happening with the market. It's not as much of a shock for sellers and people are pricing their homes more appropriately. They see what's happening in the market. They understand that sellers yes. aren't in control anymore. And they're a little bit more accepting to price it appropriately so that it's going to
0: move. They've probably seen those zombie listings that have sat there for six. Or have been relisted nine, 10, 11
1: times. And the price goes up and
0: the market goes down. Absolutely. Those
1: 2022 listings that are still on the market. And then average price, we're looking at $1,119,428, which is up 3% year over year. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know if a lot of people are seeing it that way or feeling it. 3%. It's not a lot, but it's something. It is better than a decrease in my opinion.
0: Yeah. It's, I had a marketing professor that once told me marketing's just the manipulation of numbers to tell the story you want.
1: And I've heard you say that before. Yes.
0: Yes. <laughs> so you, you can focus minutely on it, on any sort of data to try and get a bit of a different story here, but up 3%. It's not a huge variant. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't wrap myself in a, a blanket of we're coming back, we're expecting growth over twenty percent growth year over year again.
1: Yeah. And um, it's also not entirely doom and gloom, obviously. There's a lot of moving factors out there and interest rates are high right now.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Let's jump into the rental market.
1: Yeah. So one bedrooms in Toronto currently going for two thousand five hundred and forty dollars, which is up twenty one percent year over year. So people who are looking for new apartments this year are feeling it. Yeah. Um so in order to qualify We typically tell our landlords and our tenants when we're working with them uh, to qualify, you want to have about 33% of income before tax go towards your rent. You really don't want to push it. In Toronto, sometimes because rental rates are so high, sometimes we do see that go as high as 40%, but that's really pushing it. To qualify for a one-bedroom in Toronto right now, you'd have to make approximately $92,000 a year before tax. And that is as a total household. So whether it's you and your partner, you and a friend for two bedrooms, we're looking at $3,350, which is up even higher, almost 27% year over year. That is a massive jump yeah. to qualify for a two bedroom, which is a lot of families or new families, 121000 before tax is what you need to make to qualify. Wow. Yeah. And we're still not at Vancouver numbers. Vancouver is still very close to the threes for one bedrooms, but we are getting up there. And our year-over-year increase compared to Vancouver is massive. I believe there's, for one bedrooms, it was only at 10%. We're up 21.5%. We are getting there, which is a little scary.
0: Yeah, We're seeing downtown with condos there. I think we're almost about five months of inventory just over that mm-hmm. and really pushing into a buyer's market. So we're seeing a lot of sellers that go okay, if I can't sell it, what can I rent it for? I'll revisit this in a year. Absolutely. The same story we saw last year.
1: Hoping that's going to add some inventory to the market and maybe push prices down a bit. I'm also really curious to see how many people who have been renting, originally planned to buy, have been priced out of the market, Mm -hmm. have been renting for a couple years. I'm very curious to see how many of them start looking at rent rates versus mortgage rates and make that that jump into condo prices are a little bit lower, maybe I deal with these mortgage rates for a couple of yeah. years, fingers crossed, they get better and decide to do that rather than renting. I am interested to see how that affects a condo market over the next six months.
0: Yeah. I, I, at some point it becomes uh, more economical, uh, provided you have the down payment and you qualify uh, to actually purchase a place.
1: So this is a chart that I put together that takes the average sale price in the GTA uh, from 2004 so it takes the average sale price of homes in the GTA from 2004. I just wanted to give people a look at what's happening in the market. A lot of people are scared that we're in a bubble. A lot of people are scared that the market's going to give out. And I do feel like it gives some confidence to look year over year, even for the last almost two decades, to see where prices have gone. Uh-huh. It's also really interesting to look back, to look at 2010, when the average price of a home in Toronto was $400,000, and to reminisce over that a little bit and to trying to imagine how we ever had it so good. (laughs) And I just remember back then, everybody saying, prices are so unaffordable. Prices are insane. The market's going to crash. No one can afford this. And now we're looking much more than doubled that into 2023. And I just find it, it's very good to look at it to remind yourself of the past. I also think it's really interesting when you look at the the COVID years, 2021 to 2023, and you compare them to 2008 when we had a market crash. I do think what we're experiencing right now, it, overall it's longer. It's definitely affecting the market a lot heavier, I would say, than even the 2008 market crash when you look yeah. at average prices.
0: You have to study the past to, to understand economy works, businesses will go in uh, a cyclical trend. We're, we've definitely been through a boom phase, the fear and greed phase, and, and moving more into uh, a correction. It's been a crash in some markets and into the fear and panic. And then, you know, you, you come out of it with hope and recovery. So yeah. And then you do it all over again.
1: The next slide I've put together here, I just wanted to overlay this with interest rate information. So this is the average interest rate each year for the last almost two decades. And people are feeling it right now. We are paying the highest interest rate in the last two decades almost with some of the highest home prices that people have ever had to pay. So people are feeling the pinch on top of inflation with that. Stay up to date. Keep up to date with what's happening in your market. Stay on top of it because it it is hard for a lot of people right now.
0: Thank you for taking us through that. So let's talk a little bit about It's great to put all the data together, but what does this actually mean to people? So let's talk about your first time home buyer, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: which typically you're looking at, often in the core in the city, you're looking at purchasing a condo. Yes. So right now, the cost of lending because of interest rates is significantly higher. Might be harder to get together, get that down payment together, but there is definitely more opportunity in terms of places for sale, and probably some motivated sellers.
1: Absolutely. And I do know that a lot of people have been lobbying the government as well to increase the benefits that first-time homebuyers receive from the government. Mm -hmm. I believe that they were based on numbers from 2017, maybe even 2016. So a lot of people are lobbying saying that these numbers aren't good enough. First-time homebuyers rebate needs to be higher. Prices are going up. But the first-time homebuyers rebate has not gone up. So there's a lot of lobbying towards that as well. In terms of how first-time homebuyers are affected, how do you feel these numbers, what's currently going on in the condo market is going to affect them?
0: I think for... The motivated buyer who wants to be in the core, who has a long-term vision, will see now as an opportunity. Mm-hmm. It reminds me a lot of the start of the pandemic when we started to see that mass exodus out of the core, yep. and it was and we had just low demand mm-hmm. and supply kept growing and growing. As we move here with back-to-work mandates and more people immigrating into not only Canada but Toronto, yep. we're going to see. The demand for those come back. I, I always tell my clients to to have an exit strategy, right? And when you're looking at a condo, I want to buy something that that's cool. It's got it's got something unique. It's not your just your average box in the sky that's 545 square feet with a balcony, parking yeah. spot. I I call it the kitchen wall. (laughs) Have something that's a little bit more unique. Try to be a little bit more selective about the building. Look at the total cost of ownerships in terms of what your maintenance fees are going to be. Absolutely. Sometimes a higher maintenance fee is great because it actually includes everything in some of these older buildings. It's a great time to look at buying in terms of the selection you have and how many people you don't have to compete with. Um, It's not so great in terms of how much the initial interest you're going to have to pay over the first few years. Yeah. But if you have a more of a long-term goal, um, it it can certainly be uh, a good time to to try and get into the market if it's right for you.
1: Absolutely. And how do you think what's happening is going to affect investors who might also be looking at those same condos to purchase?
0: So right now, the investors typically want to see that their return is going to be higher than the interest rate. It's better for me to, I can borrow this money and still make a profit on it. Right now, we're actually seeing a lot of those condos that are listed are, I think, somewhere around 40% of them are vacant. Mm-hmm. And so a vacant condo is either the, the owners bought something else and they've already moved out mm-hmm or it had been rented before and the tenants moved out and now the landlord said, I don't really have the appetite to do this. Mm-hmm. I understand that a lot of people, and we had clients like this, that in 2022, that we tried to tried to be a move up buyer and, and just couldn't sell their condo because the, the interest wasn't there. Yep. And so they might have rented out for a year, tenants left and now they are go, okay, we'll try and sell it again now. It might be a case of the same story where you actually have to rent it again for another year. And I think uh, about, it's about 15% of the, of the condos on the market are, are tenanted. Okay. So to me, that says that not only are investors, maybe they're not looking at the condo market, in the resale side, they're more liquidating condos. Yeah. They'd say, I don't have the appetite for this. Yeah. The other aspect about the condo market is the assignment sales. So assignment sale is I, somebody's purchased it from a pre-construction builder and the closing in this case, closings are coming up and and they, decide they can't close on it or they don't want to close and so they're trying to sell it. Some are selling for for what they purchased for or some are selling at a loss to get out of it.
1: And that used to be a really strong investment strategy. From 2010 to, I would say, the last few years, a lot of people were putting their money into new construction because you only had to put down a certain amount of a deposit. You had you know, an extended period to get that money in. You didn't have to pay closing costs. You didn't have to pay land transfer tax. Yeah. And then the idea was to sell it before the building ever closed on assignment.
0: Yeah, it's a speculation move. And we always warn people about doing that sort of thing. There were people that made a lot of money doing it, but it is pretty high risk. And right now that risk is being realized by a lot of people who overextended themselves to do it. So there, yes. if you are a savvy first-time home buyer and, and you want to explore that market, certainly... Give us a call. We can try and help you navigate that that side. I've always been a little bit more biased and leaning towards resale, just because I'm a visual person. Yeah, I like to physically be in the space, see the space. Does it work for me?
1: And the price per square foot has made more sense over the last couple of years compared to pre-construction, which is at standstill at the moment.
0: Yeah, the, the it seems like the developers and builders, a lot of them, unless they're were into the development to a certain phase or saying, okay, you know what, uh, we're just going to hold off on this because the cost of everything for them to build the property is so high. Um, there's new taxes that have been implemented that increase their cost, and mm-hmm. what they can sell it for today just isn't, it's not worth their while. So, it's not worth um, you know, th- in the end they, they have to make a profit and uh, their margins aren't as big as people think. Yeah. So,
1: and then in terms of sellers, um, Obviously, lower prices going into a little yeah. bit of a buyer's market, depending on if you're looking at condos versus freehold.
0: Yeah. So I, I again, with all this stuff, both buy and sell side, you have to be hyper-focused on what area you are. One of the process when we evaluate a place to, to sell is, okay, so let, let's look at the recent sale history over the last three months, really focusing on the last month. Mm-hmm. But also, let's see what's going on in the neighborhood, in the area, see what our competition is.
1: Yeah. What's been selling, what's been sitting. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it's, you have to have a full understanding of that. In some neighborhoods, like I said, we're seeing multiple offers.
1: Yeah. And it is interesting because we're seeing new listings skyrocket. So I'm curious if some people who have been wanting to move for the last couple of years have been holding off on it to see if the market picks back up again are finally just accepting it is what it is, pricing their home fairly and trying to get out of it.
0: I think the pandemic reinforced one thing for sure is that they talk about the three D's of, of real estate, death debt and divorce mm-hmm. people move yeah people relocate to it. like it, for work it's just people have to move yeah. and it's going to happen and even when you try and press pause on the economy it's still life goes on and still happens so we're going to continue to see people move my I, I think one of the bigger opportunities is if you have the ability to hold on to your if you're a move-up buyer holding on to your condo if you have the ability to do that and and rent it out, and you're breaking even or making a little bit of money on it, and move up, I think we're going to see a lot of downsizers mm-hmm. or smart sizers, however you want to call it. That you might be looking to try and get into a home, uh, freehold. That it's an older home. It's I call it Nona's home, Nana's home, whatever. It's immaculate, mm-hmm. but it's dated. Yeah. So I, I think that there's going to be a lot of opportunity there and for people that have owned their home, there's no mortgage on it and now's the time for them to downsize into a condo. They're, they go, okay, all yeah. right, this is the time to, to make the move and, and this it, is what we're going to do.
1: It makes a lot of sense. And having an elevator, not having stairs, having all the maintenance taken care of for you, yeah. being in a safe, sometimes gated community being in a great location, there's a lot yeah. of factors of why people are deciding to downsize.
0: Yeah. And, and we we recently listed a condo that uh, sold conditionally pretty fast. And, yeah. I um, think it was under
1: seven days.
0: Yeah. It, it was just, you have to look at pricing it appropriately and, and sharpen the pencil a little bit on, on, when you, on what to decide to list that the price was. Mm-hmm. Had a great reaction from the market, showings, active agents in the area calling us and, and got an offer pretty quick. It's listen it's not full doom and gloom but it's definitely not it's definitely not the boom that we were we've been accustomed to over the last 10 years yeah. here in toronto and in terms of moving into the future i think that i, th- I think we're going to probably feel pain for next six to to nine months. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are, are forecasting that's when we're going to foresee the interest rates decrease Q3, maybe into Q2 next year. Yeah. All I know from studying economics economics is that I'm not an economist.
1: Yeah. Um, Speaking of pain and pleasure, Bank of Canada announcements. We've got one on October 25th, which everyone is going to be very interested in. We don't like to do predictions at this table, but we're predicting that they're either going to hold maybe a slight increase.
0: We, we're predicting that.
1: I'm predicting. I, You're I predicting think, a hold?
0: I'm predicting a hold.
1: Okay. What are you predicting?
0: I think they're going to hold. Would I be surprised if they raised the 25 basis points? No.
1: I do remember when I first joined the team, one of the first things you said to me, though, towards the end of the year was, we've got another Bank of Canada announcement scheduled for December 6th. And I remember you telling me Bank of Canada does not like to raise interest rates right before Christmas in the big spending season.
0: They try not to. Mm-hmm. I think last December they did, though. They did? Yeah. Yeah.
1: So that'll be interesting. We'll
0: have to see. I think that the economy is in a state where there's enough people hurting that we're seeing. We're seeing that contraction on spending. And it's really about if inflation is going to be is going to get under control. Mm-hmm. And really, the wild card factor in all this is what the levels of immigration we have right now. And it's what that's doing in terms of to the job market. Is it are we seeing more jobs be created because there's more people here? And it's just how that's all going to play out. I don't have the answers, but yep. paying attention.
1: <laughs> I'm excited for our episode next week.
0: Yeah, there, there are lots of things that to looking forward to covering over the next few weeks. Definitely some changes coming for next year. We're going to jump into there's a new luxury tax for land transfer for yep. properties over $3 million. And what we're expecting to see in that segment moving forward.
1: I'm also interested to see if the current government decides to keep the foreign buyers ban. Or if we see some movement with that being either completely removed or maybe changed a little bit.
0: And the ever popular stress test. Yes. If, that's, if we're going to see any relief on that for qualifying for mortgages. Stay tuned. Absolutely. We've got lots more coming.
1: And we have our very own Ken Mazarek who's out on parliament right now lobbying yeah. for more housing.
0: <laughs> yes, he's lobbying on our behalf to, to make housing more affordable. Yeah, him and
1: Justin Trudeau are sitting down for tea right now trying to fix all of Ontario's housing crisis. I
0: need a photo of that one.
1: Thanks so much for joining us.
0: We look forward to talking to you next week. And I am reminded constantly that you have to hit the like button, leave a comment and share.
1: Yes. Let us know if you have any questions down below, if there's anything you want us to cover in the next episode, we'd be more than happy to.